Welcome to the SPE Podcast, powered by the Society of Petroleum Engineers. You're listening to the December 2023 episode of the SPE President's Podcast, creating our energy future with SPE President Terry Palish. And now your moderator, SPE Regional Director, North America, Simeon Iburi. Hello, I'm Simeon Eburi, SPE Regional Director, North America, and Reservoir Management Advisor with Chevron. I'm pleased to join the 2024 President Terry Palish on his monthly podcast to talk about the benefit of joining and be, being involved with the local SP section. Thank you for inviting me to join, on, join you on this podcast. As a regional director, I'm passionate about the sections and the work they do, as I know you are, Terry. Well, thank you, Simeon. And first, look, I just want to thank you for joining us today and being a part of the episode. Um, you know, I asked you to join because I do know your passion and, of course, your experience at the Gulf Coast section. And, you know, my goal today is I just want to ensure our members recognize how being active in their local section um, can help their professional development. So, you know, I just thought that you would be the perfect host. Um, You know, I I believe that when most people, uh, both members and external, think about SPE, they typically think about the local section. That's what most are exposed to. Um, So I kind of consider the local section the front lines of our society. Um, The sections, you know, they're key to SPE's mission of connecting. Uh, We'll probably talk a little bit about that more later in more detail. But, you know, I just want to focus our members on, you know, how they can benefit by connecting to their local section or student chapter if they're students, um, because I think the local sections can impact not only their education and career, but their energy future. I agree with you, Terry. Uh, sections are the front lines, and, and I think you're right. I was uh, very involved with my local section in Houston, Texas, uh, long before I was a regional director or in SBI board. But for people who don't know what are SP sections, let's start there. What are sections and what what do they do? Well, why don't we start with a few statistics? Um, You know, we have over 200 sections worldwide. They're located in 85 countries. So wherever you're located, there should be a section near you. Um, You know, the first section was the Mid-Continent section in Tulsa in 1917. So over 100 years ago, uh, it was actually established before SP was incorporated. Uh, The first international section was about 40 years later, the Western Venezuela section in Maracaibo, Venezuela. Um, One of the most recent sections is the Central Ukraine Ukraine section in Kiev and established in 2022. So we continue to add sections. Um, We also continue to at times reinstate sections that may have fallen behind. Um, This year we've reinstated the Libya section, uh, the Tunisia section. I was actually at the the, uh, opening of the Tunisia section, which was a lot of fun. and our sections are wide ranging in size. So the two largest sections are the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia and your Gulf Coast section. Um, they have well over 8,000 members. Um, but what's really interesting is that the average SP section size is over 300, but the median is just is under 150. So what that means is we have a lot of sections that are sm- smaller than 150 members. And so it really you know, kind of takes us to that idea of being the grassroots. Um, each of the sections operate independently. Um, I kind of call them semi-autonomous. They, you know, they're local uh, in their local area. Um, they're also each unique in that they respond really to the needs of their local section members uh, and the local community. They provide technical exchange, networking opportunities, and and of course they engage locally with the community. So, like I said, I think they're the grassroots of the society. They're really the face of SP at the local level. 
Thank you, Terry, for sharing these statistics about uh, global sections. With SPE being a global uh, society, I can see where the sections covering the globe are important for the mission of SPE. Um, but let me may, may ask you a question on that. How are new sections created or established? Can anyone create a section around the world? Yeah, it's not too terribly difficult. I mean, we encourage members uh, in areas that aren't being served by a local section to to create a section. Um, it takes really a minimum of 25 professional members, so you need some critical mass. Um, they all all those members, of course, need to reside in the geographic area where uh, they want to create a, a local section, um, and then they they need to basically elect their. Uh, board. Um, they typically need a minimum of five board members, including the chairperson, program chair, a membership chair, secretary, and treasurer. So um, so that's really the process. Um, and I'm sure you've been a part of those processes before. Um, but uh, if you're if you're a member and you're in, a, in an area of the world that doesn't have a section that, that's being serviced, um, that's the process by which you get established. Yeah, thanks for sharing that, because I, I know that the probably... Uh, um, people who be members of sections for a long time and they probably don't remember how a section was created. Um, staying on the topic of sections, I've heard you've, you say you've visited uh, quite a few sections and chapters around the world. Um, that Also, that is one of your favorite things to do as a president. Can you expand on that? Where have you been? Why are, are they the heart of the mission of SPE? Well, why don't I take your second question first, Simeon? Um, you know, I believe strongly that the section enables us to fulfill our mission of connecting our members. Um, you know, our mission really can be stated very simply as connecting our members to technology, connecting our members to other members, and connecting our members to the external stakeholders. And And I think that the SP local section is at the heart of that. So as far as connecting members to technology, um, you know, as, as a local section, they typically put together technical talks, they bring in speakers, local, maybe not uh, from other areas, they give technology talks, um, they may put on a local event, um, maybe a symposium, uh, some sort of a workshop or th something like that. Of course, they bring in distinguished lectures provided by SPI. Uh, so that's how they connect to, to our members to technology. Um, when it comes to connecting our members to other members, um, of course, you can do that at the monthly meetings or the periodic meetings whenever the section gets together, but they also have socials. They may have other events for networking, um, maybe a golf tournament or a clay shoot or, or all, I mean, sections do a whole host of things to help members connect and network and collaborate. And then last, and the one that I think is sometimes overlooked, the impact that our local sections have on the external stakeholders. You know, they are in our local communities and they do our sections. When you read their annual reports, they do a tremendous amount of philanthropic work. Um, I was actually looking through fiscal year 2022 and I added up our sections across the world gave over a million dollars total in scholarship money to students. Um, and so they they do that support. They may uh, support a student chapter. Um, all student chapters need a sponsor. Um, they support the local community in a wide variety of ways, food banks, shelters, um, things like that. So, you know, this is one of the reasons why I enjoy visiting the sections and the, and the student chapters as well, because 
I get to meet the members who are in the trenches that are, you know, they're working hard for SPE and their local community. Um, they're typically passionate. They're passionate about our society. They're passionate about SP They're but they're also passionate about our industry. And, you know, quite frankly, that's contagious. Um, I'll give you a couple examples. Uh, one of my first visits as incoming president was with the Ecuador section in December of last year, about a year ago, where we celebrated their 30th anniversary as being a section. And it was a lot of fun to meet the local uh, leadership, uh, the minister, some of the local companies. Um, in February, I actually got to attend the Oklahoma City section Mardi Gras. Um, that's a, a wonderful evening a fundraiser. They raise funds for a local boys club. Um, you, you know, they have a lot of fun, but at the same time, raise funds for a, for a good cause. Um, in September, I was at the Aberdeen section. Um, they did something interesting there. I was there in conjunction with Offshore Europe and, and the Aberdeen section put on uh, a half day seminar for local high school guidance counselors. Um, which was really interesting because what they did was they explained, you know, the importance, not just the importance of our industry, but the future, the future jobs that are going to be available and the type of technologies and, and things that people are going to have to work on and really kind of help them push people into STEM programs, but also help those guidance counselors guide high school students to move to our industry that, I mean, it included a, a tour of the show floor. And so I heard a lot of great feedback on that. Um, where else? Uh, I went to the Tunisia section, as I mentioned before, for their reinstatement. Uh, they were putting on an African energy uh, security summit, um, which was really interesting. It was very well put together. Um, and they were excited about getting reestablished there. And I mean, Simi and I could go on and on. You've probably got way more uh uh, examples than I do, but I just sometimes wish I could bottle the excitement and convey it to all of our members in the industry. Very interesting, Terry. Thank you for sharing uh, all the sections you visited and the impact those sections have on their local community and, and the passion that you can clearly see and feel from visiting those sections. Um, SPE to me feels like a big big family. Uh, we have uh, SP membership in common. And when you go and talk to different members across the world, you, you feel that common, uh, common ground in the, in the SP membership. So uh, tell me a bit more about your SP membership, Terry. You've been an SP member for over 40 years. What made you join SPE? And uh, when did you make the decision to volunteer? Wow, that's an interesting question. You know, I, I think I think if you talk to most members, there, there a lot of members are going to credit their involvement and leadership with SP sections, you know, as instrumental in their careers. I, I know we've talked about it before, and I know your involvement in the Gulf Coast section is very similar to mine, um, and uh, and you know, I'm sure you have similar stories, but. Like most, I joined SPE when I was in college. Um, I joined, of course, the student chapter at the time. Um, and to be quite honest, I joined because I wanted to get something on my resume and ultimately get a job. Um, but, you know, over the years, uh, what I've gotten out of the local section uh, as I've joined the professional ranks it has evolved. And it's really evolved with uh, what I what my job was and, and my needs and my professional needs. Um, you know, initially I would call myself an attender, probably the same as a lot of SP members. Uh, you know, I attended local section meetings, uh, 
whenever the topic was something that I thought would help me in my particular job, I might go to a uh, golf tournament or some social to network and really, you know, have some fun. Um, but it's interesting as, uh, as I moved from Arco to Carbo, um, I began to kind of change my focus because I realized the really the benefits of networking and, and really looking for potential clients and, and educating people on, on what our company did. And so I kind of made a decision that I was going to start attending all the local meetings, all the local events that I could possibly go to um, because I needed, to, I wanted to network and I met so many more people. It was just amazing. Um, and this is then when I guess I started volunteering and, and to be, to be clear, I didn't just set out one day and say, I'm going to volunteer. Um, I probably should have, but I didn't. Um, but really my first volunteering work happened because somebody asked me to, um, you know, two things kind of happened at the same time at the local section, uh, Danny Bell, who was the education committee chair asked me if I would serve on that committee. Um, eventually I was asked to serve as a program chair. And then finally, um, as the, the section chair. Um, at the same time, I was asked by an, an Car Montgomery to serve on the Drilling and Completions Award Committee. That was an international committee. So it was, it was just really interesting that as I began participating more, more people were asking me to volunteer. And, and the good thing about it was I said yes. Um, I think many times we tend to say no, or not sure we have time, but for me, it's been time well spent. So, uh, you know, just to kind of tie up this, uh, decision, you know, for me personally, uh, this is also where I began developing leadership skills. Um, you know, work leading the Dallas section, uh, leading some of the committees, of course, leading ATCE, all those things, you know, kind of continue to feed off each other. And, you know, one of the things I always like to tell students and young members is, um, you know, I was a leader in the Dallas section long before I was the vice president at Carbo, but certainly um, that professional soft skill work uh, is what drove a lot of my success uh, outside of the SPE. I like that, Erin. I know you share some of the important things about volunteering. Uh, one, someone has to ask you. Uh, sometimes that, that helps. And then, of course, if the answer is yes, that, that makes a perfect match. So thanks for sharing that. And, and I will share my side. It's a similar story, actually, a very similar SPE journey. I joined in college as well uh, for the same reasons I think you joined. Uh, but then after that, I became involved with the Gulf Coast section in Houston as a young professional uh, member, chair the Gulf the Young Professional Committee, and then coincidentally, similar to your story, uh, Terry, I also chair the Education Committee um, in, in the Gulf Coast section, and eventually uh, chaired the Gulf Coast section, uh, and that led me to become a regional director and a board member at SBE level. Now, you did mention about leadership skills and soft skills. I, I know a lot of people connect SPE uh, a lot with, with technical uh, knowledge, technical dissemination, and it's easy to make the connection with the technical side of SPE. You join the drilling study group or the completion study group, and that's linked directly to your career, your profession. Can you share one or two examples on leadership skills and soft skills that you develop or refine while participating in your local section or an SBE in general? And how have those soft skills and leadership skills helped you professionally and throughout the rest of your journey in SBE? Yeah, well, that's a big question. Um, you know, I think about it, um, I think I agree 100%, first of all. Uh, for a lot of people, they think of SPE uh, as technical. 
dissemination. But I think a lot of people also tend to forget about their soft skills. I mean, we're engineers. We would like to work problems and be technical. But I mean, your your soft skills are a huge part of your professional journey. Um, so for me personally, uh, you know, first of all, I, I began writing papers back in the mid '90s after I'd been in industry for about ten years, and I'd written several uh, papers um, by the time I made it to the Dallas section, um, and. One of, at the time when I was on the education committee, the Dallas section chair, who's again, Danny Bell, he asked me, you know, hey, you write, you've written a lot of papers. I think it'd be good to educate our local section on how to write papers and how to write abstracts. And so he said, could you put together, you know, maybe a half day seminar just to, that we could offer up to the local uh, members. And so I developed a half day seminar um, just to explain to people the process and how to write the abstract and how to get it accepted and things like that. And what was interesting is that turned into, I actually gave that talk at a Gulf Coast section meeting. People heard about it. And now it's actually something, it's a training webinar that we give in conjunction with ATCE every year. I just gave it last September, this past September. Um, So for me, I mean, it wasn't, I didn't set out to, to hone a soft skill, but, but by doing this, um, writing those papers initially, then it led to presenting, it led to teaching me how to assemble a, a training class. It t- taught me how to present and work interactively with the students in the class. And um, so, I mean, from a soft skill standpoint, it was, it was amazing. Um, and maybe I'll give you another, of course, on the leadership side, uh, coordinating the Dallas section board certainly taught me how to, to lead it. And, you know, leading a volunteer, a group of volunteers, you know, they're not being paid to do what they do. Um, that's different than, than leading at work. Um, it's, it, it takes some additional skills. Um, and so, you know, you have to learn how to motivate a team. You have to learn how to strive together for a common goal. And, you know, our goal was to win the president's award. I think that's a goal for a lot of sections. Um, but, you know, that, that in the end turned into uh, leadership skills that I then transferred immediately over to my work at Carbo and and things like that. So I guess those are two examples, Simeon, um, of how uh, I think soft skills or leadership skills can be developed through your involvement at SPE and and in particular the local section. That's great, Terry. I completely agree about the uh, soft skills, leadership skills examples that you share because it is different. It's about influential leadership. We don't have a uh, performance review responsibility or authority or bonus authority and so you do focus on just uh, share goals share common uh, common goals for the for the section for your group committee and I think you you say that very well so I'm gonna move on to another aspect uh, uh, something I want you to expand on one of the analogies you like to use Terry uh, and even highlighted in some of your previous podcasts is the gym membership versus SPE membership. What specific section programs do you think benefit young professionals or those seeking professional development? Well, you're right. Uh, The gym membership analogy, I I just love it because the more you put into that gym membership, the more you get out of it. And And SP membership is the same way. So the more you put in, the more you get out. And, you know, I think that as we go forward as as students and young professionals, you're going to need to really take care of four important items. If you want to create your energy future and your future in our industry, first, you need to learn, you need to participate, you need to volunteer and you need to learn. And I think sections provide the opportunities for all four. I think they're obvious, but let's just kind of talk about them. The, the engaging, uh, you, you have to engage in lifelong learning. I know that's a cliche, but technology is changing so fast in our industry. You have to, in order to stay up, 
with things, you have to continue to learn. And again, the sections put on technical talks, the, you know, SP provides three distinguished lecturers every year to each section, which are experts in our industry that come from all over the globe. So you can build your local technical skills, you can broaden your horizons. Uh, participating, you, you have to participate somewhere. And, and I think at your local section provides you the opportunity to network and to collaborate. You know, we're not going to solve our problems in a vacuum. We need to be able to collaborate with others. And I, I bet you've had this discussion as well, but I've heard many people who have actually said they, they've gotten their next job uh, at the local section by networking. Um, so you can't overemphasize the, the networking and collaboration side. Volunteering, you know, volunteering teaches you how to work with others for what I call, you know, a common purpose. And again, at the section level, that's what we do. You know, we don't just put on technical events, but we put on things for the community. Um, and that, that'll provide not just professional fulfillment, but also personal fulfillment, um, you know, of, of working together and, and uh, helping your community, maybe raising funds for scholarships. I mean, in the end, we talk about the positive light or the negative light on our, on our industry. And this is one of the ways we can put a positive light on things. And then lastly, as I, you know, kind of said before, if you do all those things, somebody's going to ask you to lead something. Um, and I want to encourage you to say yes. Uh, the sections are, they run themselves. They have their own leadership, their own bank accounts, put on their own events. Um, so, you know, work together on a, and lead at the section level. So, you know, I think by participating and volunteering and leading at your local section, you know, it's opened numerous doors of opportunity for me. And I think it will be for you if you put the time and effort into it like you would a, a gym membership. Um, you know, I always, one of the things I always encourage students to do when they get their first job, the first thing I want you to do is go join your local section. And, and that's why, because if you do that, that then you're on your way to creating your energy future. Thank you, Terry. This is great. Uh, this is uh, very important for student and young professionals and section members to know. I think you described the volunteering, the value of volunteering well. This is the image of SBE in the local sections and then the work that sections uh, do in the communities. Uh, it's very impactful. I remember my first uh, volunteering uh, event in the section. Uh, it was uh, the Houston Arboretum. We're just planting trees and now looking back, that was a selfless uh, act to just do something for the better uh, betterment of the of the environment or betterment of the city that I am. And I think that uh, that's an example that most people can probably find uh, many, many opportunities in their section to volunteer. So Terry, it's been great to talk to you today. Um, are you planning to talk about next month? What are you planning to talk about next month? Well, let me just shout out a quick reminder um, for the awards that are open. The nominating, uh, the nomination site, the portal, excuse me, is open for nominating your colleagues for regional and national awards. So that'll go on for about another month. So I encourage everybody to go to sp.org and nominate well-deserving colleagues, um, recognize their for their work in the industry, service, things like that. But as far as next month goes, um, you know, of course, this month we talked about the regional sections and I want to move now from the regional level to the technical sections. Um, technical sections, a lot of people don't necessarily understand and, and have not seen and been a part of, but we'll dive a little deeper into how SP can help us collaborate um, on a more global level via our technical sections. So that's what we'll talk about. Um, and I just want to say, Simeon, I really appreciate you taking the time 
be a part of the podcast this month. Um, and I, I want to thank you not only for your service on the board, but also all your involvement over the Gulf of the Gulf Coast section. Um, you know, you're a good example of someone who's creating their energy future. So thank you very much. Thank you, Terry. We hope you have enjoyed this edition of the SPE President's Podcast, Creating Our Energy Future with Terry Palish. New episodes are posted at the beginning of each month, complete with transcripts, on the Journal of Petroleum Technology website at jpt.spe.org.